this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. Uh, Monday, 26th June, Year of Lord, 2023. I... It really pains me to say that uh, that Ben Harnwell's right, <laughs> but Ben Harnwell, we're we're going to spend this hour on the Chinese Communist Party and its infiltration in the American government. And of course, they're the bought and paid for controlled opposition, or or they're the fifth column of the Biden crime family. But I got to open in uh, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, breaking news out of um, Belarus, uh, Ben uh, Progression releases new message says Belarusian leader. Lukashenko has offered to find ways for Wagner Group to, and I quote, continue its work. Ben, you made the point, unquote, Ben, you made the point on the morning show that the border of Belarus is, what, 70 miles, 60 miles from Kiev. Uh, I know BBC's got a further report. Give us an update on what's happening, sir. Yes, Steve. Um, Well, look, I mean, I I do enjoy that the rare occasions... um, where, where fast-changing events prove uh, prove me right. Um, look, we're in this expression that all analysts are using right now. We're in the fog of war. That is to say that all sides are lying. They're all deliberately deceiving um, uh, uh, their counterparts. And in that degree of uncertainty... Um, they hope to steal for themselves some advantage. Uh, my suggestion here, um, and it might be a bit outlandish, um, I haven't really seen other commentators or analysts suggesting this remotely, uh, but the thesis is this. Um, Belarus is the, 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 the southernmost tip directly north of Kiev, down to the northernmost outskirts of, of Kiev itself is 77 kilometers, which is about um, 50, 50 or so miles, just a, little, a shade under 50 miles. That is to say, it's doable. And now, obviously, some of that straight line is the D- Dnieper River. So, to, to go around that, to take the nearest roads around and what have you, well, you know, let, let, let's say it's, let's say it's going to take two hours rather than one and a half hours, if you will. What, what I mean by this is that Belarus, which hasn't really been a player in the war so far, hasn't been a factor um, specifically, could actually come into play. And it really sort of provides um, access directly to the, to the soft underbelly of, um, of, um, of Ukraine. Because all of Ukraine's attention, obviously, as is, is we've been following this over the last... 18 months is down towards the, the south um, and towards the east. Those are the, the main areas of the Russian um, push. Um, and the, the top and the northernmost frontier has not been uh, in this war remotely. Um, and the suggestion is, and I actually think if this is true, this, this, is, this is a diversion, a distraction of Homeric proportions, um, recalling the, 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 the Trojan horse. The whole thing, look, the whole thing on Saturday, it was a diversion. 
Because if you think about it, if uh, Prigozhin had said, look, you know what, we're pulling out of the Donbass because we're going to, to come in for an attack. Um, we're going to come south as direct. We're going to drop down due, due south down from Belarus. The first thing the Ukrainians would have done was they would have thrown everything in to a retreating army because that's the best time in military strategy. That's the best time to go in for a kill where, when, when an army is retreating. Instead, Prigozhin said, we're going to go and attack Moscow. We're going to go invade Moscow. We're going to launch a coup. Kiev, along with the rest of the world, basically said, pass the popcorn. You know, because if your enemy is going to go off um, and create a, a pseudo civil war, the last thing you'd want to do is to, uh, to attack them and slow them down so that they're forced to, um, to defend themselves. You'd give them, you'd wave them along um, as they left your country. And that's basically exactly what yeah. happened. They left without a skirmish, without a shot being fired. And then what, so then they went to Rostov, right? Then they, um, then um, Prigozhin had a, a back-slapping meeting with Sergei uh, Shoigu, the, the, the Russian defense minister's deputy. Um, and everyone said, this is really odd. You know, what are the Russian army doing here? You know, why aren't they shooting him? Why, you know, why aren't they arresting him? But they had a nice photo op chat. And then they went up, they went due north to um towards Moscow. They went about 250 miles up, and everyone was saying the Russian troops, you know, they're not stopping them. It's all friendly. Are they? Are they going to? The Russians going to switch sides and join and join in with this coup? And then towards uh, Saturday evening, um, I think we just basically just after we uh, we, we we finished on air, and the, the news came out that um that Prigozhin uh, was going to take refuge in Belarus in a deal brokered by Lukashenko. Um, and then he went basically, having got, if you, if you look at the uh, the map between um, Rostov uh, uh, and Moscow and just go halfway up, he then basically went, uh, sorry, because you guys are this way, he went due, um, he went, um, due, uh, due west into, into Belarus, we think, because we, we don't know exactly where he is. Um, but the, but the, the, there's no evidence... Steve, there's no military uh, evidence, no satellite snapshots suggesting that Wagner, the Wagner troops, have gone back um, south, um, southwestwards towards right. um, uh, to, to, Donetsk. To the Ukraine um, front. Th yeah. th there's, there's no evidence. All up in the that. air. But the institute for this. This is, this is the, this is the, uh, this is the beginning. I think of the era of warlordism. Right, where everybody's going to have their own private army, but we'll see. Ben, how do how do people get to you on uh, on social media to follow this? You're going to be with us every day this week as uh, as uh, developments uh, continue. And 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 now uh, that uh, they've announced that he's going to continue his work in Belarus, which was a Ben Harnwell called shot. Good job. Uh, where do they get you, Ben? Thank you, Steve. Um, I'm on Getter exclusively as my social platform of choice. My profile is simply my surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell. Um, and in synthesis, we talk about Wagner, right? They named themselves after Richard Wagner, the, the German composer. The world was expecting Wotan's farewell, and instead they're going to get the ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Ben Harnwell, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. God bless. Let's go ahead and play. I want to play this this global conflict. Uh, you've got the, the uh, spring offensive is ground to a halt by the Ukrainian forces, but this conflict's metastasized. You got cyber attacks by Russians uh, into the United States, uh, CCP into the United States. Uh, let's play what uh, what uh, Tony Blinken after 
crawling back to the United States from his horrific meeting of kowtowing in Beijing. He was on Chuck Todd yesterday. Let's go ahead and play that. Are we going to prevent China from having a military base on the island of Cuba? We uh, have uh, been not only looking, but also engaging in a number of countries over the last couple of years uh, where China's trying to get a, a foothold. And we've been engaged uh, diplomatically in a number of places. Yeah. And we've had some success in um, either preventing that, delaying that, uh, or turning that around. We continue to do that. I've raised that directly with, uh, with my Chinese counterparts. They know where we stand on that issue. I noticed you say you raised it with your Chinese counterparts. There aren't, we don't, we have no relations still with Cuba. I mean, this decision to pull back relations with Cuba, did we not just throw them into the arms of the Chinese? No, we actually have raised this with, uh, with, with the Cubans as well. So uh, they also, for them, there's right. no secret about uh, the, uh, the concerns that we have and the fact that we're watching this very carefully. Are we going to make sure it doesn't happen? Is this a line in the sand? Um, uh, again, we've made clear that, uh, this is a real, that this is a real concern. And as I said, uh, in a variety of places where China's tried to get a foothold uh, militarily or, uh, or with intelligence, uh, we've been uh, not only looking at that, we've been taking uh, action to try to push, uh, push back, and we've had some success. Colonel Derek Harvey, uh, that was yesterday. And, uh, you know, my phone was blowing up as soon as Chuck Todd did that yesterday. Uh, the lie in the sand. It uh, it sounded like we're a tributary state. Your thoughts, sir? Well, Secretary Blinken, um, if you listen to what he said there, he, he said we have had some success. I, not really. I guess if you're talking with uh, Cubans, that's success uh, from their perspective. But you know, having four or five um, facilities there in Cuba already is is a problem. Um, you know, the foothold is already established, you know, and they are gaining ground, not just in, in Cuba, but, you know, in Central America and in Venezuela and in Brazil. And, you know, it's significant. And we are not doing anything about it. Well, ho, 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 ho. What, don't forget the Bahamas. The Bahamas got that massive, it looks like the Pentagon, their embassy is there to, uh, to tap into the underwater cables and to monitor uh, Navy uh, submarine activity. The Bahamas, I mean, you got Central America, you got Mexico, you've got uh, the fentanyl trade, you got Brazil, you have Venezuela. Tell me where in the Western Hemisphere, can you point to any place where the Biden regime has backed off the Chinese Communist Party in any aspect? of their envelopment of the United States of America, Colonel Harvey? Well, they haven't pressed them, and they've opened the door. Um, the restrictions on our activities in, in Latin America, in Mexico, um, to address the Chinese presence, and also the Iranian presence, and Russia is increasingly involved in small ways in areas to probe for opportunities, especially with their intelligence services. It's not good. The it's not a good picture. We're not, the reason we're not, no, it's not good is, is, is Derek Harvey is a, is a very humble and good man. It's not good. It's atrocious. And here's why. But here's the logic. There's an internal logic. It all makes sense. Because at every level, we're in business. The, the, our leaders are in business with them. And I mean deeply in business. When I say business, I mean the making and taking of cash money. Let me repeat that. The leadership in this nation is in business 
with the Chinese Communist Party deeply, whether it's the oligarchs in Silicon Valley, the lords, the equity lords on on Wall Street, but particularly government officials. I got two. We got Brian Costello with the Sequoia, and Derek, you're going to hang with me right. for the hours. These guys too. I got uh, Garrett Ziegler. Garrett Ziegler. In the and this is not Bannon saying it. This is not Garrett Ziegler saying it. But it's for the whole world to go look. Is there not a record that you've presented to the, to the world that they can go online even as we speak and see chapter and verse of the Biden family, deep commercial, business, and financial relationships with senior members of the Chinese Communist Party in their most important thing, which was the capital markets allocation. For One Belt, One Road, which was the leading instrument they did to start to control the Eurasian landmass, sir. Well, thank you. And they can go online. It's completely free. 644 pages. We have a $1,000 bounty to Matt Visor at the Washington Compost and Peter Baker at the New York Times for any corrections that they can make. Did you see, Steve, and this relates to your statement, Peter Baker's and Nick Kristoff's ridiculous – it's not even a limited hangout. They produced Global Times-style state media propaganda over the weekend about how this story of Hunter Biden is merely about addiction. First of all, I know no other addicts who walk around the house naked and take naked selfies. That's not addict behavior. That points to something deeper. Secondly, putting all of this on Hunter's drug addiction is a joke. He was corrupt before he fell off the wagon, and he's corrupt after he fell off the wagon. The degeneracy is just a sideshow and helps explain their character and comportment. As you said, this report has the five W's. So I respect Mr. Harvey's work and everybody else, serious investigators. If they have any questions about the who, what, when, where, and why, this dossier has it. Remember – Christopher Steele and how he put together these ridiculous one sentences with no footnotes, no citations. They didn't list a a single source. We have 2,020 footnotes in this, and there's not been one left-wing debunking yet. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I know for a fact that the committees have our dossier because I hand-delivered it to them. One of the staffers told me that they printed off 40 copies, and there's different pages strewn about the office. To the head of a nonprofit, that makes me feel good, but what would make me feel even better is if they effectuate the things that we ask them to do in the dossier, i.e. subpoena the phone lines, get the pimps. We don't care about shaming prostitutes. What we're interested in the sex trafficking bit is is getting the pimps. There's a woman named Mareva Ekaterina who runs a human trafficking outlet called ubergfe.com. This is all documented in a Senate report. Uh, Ron Johnson knows about this site. They don't need to go after every single uh, you know prostitute. A lot of these girls are in tough positions. What they need to do is go after the pimps. A lot of them have overstayed their visa. What you do is very simple. Tell Mareva E. Katarina, first of all, you're going to get deported. Second of all, the time span is going to be much greater if you don't cooperate. Threaten deportation immediately. They'll spill everything on Hunter. On this aspect, I'm going to come back to you in a second, Garrett. We've got a huge document of primary source documents all provided by Hunter Biden, emails, text messages, uh, uh, summaries of phone conversations, 
uh, money going back and forth, wire transfers, all of it. We also know that they're sitting on a ton of this information to back it up. SARS reports, suspicious activity reports sent from banks by law to the Treasury Department. That, that's for the Biden crime family. It's also got Anthony Blinken mentioned, uh, Kurt Campbell, many, many others are in, then in the administration on the executive side. Then you've got, and I want to bring in now uh, Brian Costello. He and Derek Harvey have been going down the path. The House Intelligence Committee, and, and here's what people understand. Official Washington and the national security apparatus know this. The whistleblower, the IRS whistleblower that was in this because Hunter Biden's uh, expensing his female, tra- the trafficking of females for sex, he's trafficking, he's expensing as a business expense, and his membership in a sex club, they're expensing as a business expense that brings the IRS attention. We know it from an IRS whistleblower. We also know from the whistleblower that the FBI and Ray ascertained that the laptop from hell was absolutely legitimate in November of 2019. That's his report. In November 2019, they ascertained that the laptop from hell was legitimate. Did you ever see them come forward in 2020 when when Biden was sitting up there lying to the American people on the debate and the 51 uh, former uh, intelligence executive, and as Garrett Ziegler points out correctly, more of them from the Bush apparatus from 41 and 43 than even from Clinton and Obama, right, that signed it, of the 51, signed it that it was a Russian disinformation when Ray knew in November of 2019, even before December. I gave him the benefit of December. Now, November of 2019, 2019, New Israel. On the other aspect, the other line, the other line of work is these oligarchs in Silicon Valley and the cash money going back and forth from the private equity side is Sequoia Capital. Another just uh, another just uh, front operation. And we know from leaks that have come out in the last week, Sequoia Capital is in back of uh, one of the biggest pushers of bailing out the Silicon, Silicon, of Silicon Valley Bank because they had exposure with some of their companies. Brian Costello, uh, walk us through the information that, that you know firsthand that we know that the House Intelligence Committee has but will not press forward with an investigation uh, and will not and will not ring the bell over it at, uh, at the FBI or Justice Department to shake out this supposedly voluminous report they've done on Sequoia Capital. Walk us through it, Brian. Yeah, Steve, you know, um, I first uncovered a lot about Sequoia through a, a civil lawsuit, and I presented to a bunch of offices in Congress, and I commend you for having Colonel Harvey on because the one office that really took the bull by the horns was Nunes' office, and it was actually the whole team investigating the Russia hoax stuff. And they said, we want the truth. We don't care whether it's our party, the other party. We want the truth. We want to know how to protect the American people and what you see here. So what was presented to the House Intelligence Committee was America's top investor, the company that's funding all sorts of stuff in AI, robotics, uh, biotech, all these different things, was employing a member of the Chinese government, not an agent, an actual member of the Chinese government. And there was a video on the internet that he had access from his own interview on state TV, and people can go look at it. Put Neil Shen in YouTube, and you stroll down, scroll down, there's a two-minute interview on state TV where he talks about having access to all the information on Sequoia's portfolio companies. So this flew directly in the face of the misrepresentations that Sequoia's made, saying that Neil Shen wasn't related. Well, 
if he's not related to the entity and he's just using the name, why is he accessing the systems and the Where's information on all the companies? So we presented all this information to the House Intelligence Committee. The House Intelligence Committee was running with the investigation. Colonel Harvey, who you have on, was leading it. They were digging into the facts. They were confirming the facts. They were looking at everything. And then uh, Nunez left. The investigation got killed uh, by Turner. I reached out to the office to try and confirm they wanted to follow up with this. No response. I don't know, Derek, is Derek still on, Steve? Uh, yeah, uh, Derek's still with us, yes. Yeah. And, I, and I also want to point out something. It looks like we're, you know, Garrett, uh, Garrett's done great work. So what I'm going to show you right here, and I'm happy to get a copy so you can present this. So this is a letter from the FBI and the Department of Justice saying this book, which is my dossier, which is presented to him, which lays out what we believe, and it alleged seven Title 18 violations, is scanned in at the FBI and the Department of Justice in multiple divisions. Um, and the only thing okay, we hold it, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, because you're going to lose the audience. We got to make sure people. So walk me back through this. What What is this dossier you're talking about? What is this collection that you've put through so that they've were, sent you a letter to say it's scanned in? Walk, 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 take, just take the building blocks and walk us through what's going on. So there were two, invest, there, there, were, there, there should have been three, but there were two investigations going on, Steve. The House Intelligence Committee was looking at what is China doing using our business elite, firms like Sequoia, to influence policy in Washington, D.C.? Are they communicating with the Chinese government? What's the relationship and how is this thing working? And how are they essentially buying malfeasance in the government, you know, not approaching, not, not being honest about crimes and what's actually going on with these guys? So there was a House intelligence investigation that Nunes uh, was running and Nunes' staff and Colonel Harvey can obviously comment on that. In addition to that, I brought the claims, uh, and this is seven Title 18 violations, uh, capital market securities fraud, corporate espionage, fire violations, racketeering, wire fraud, a bunch of, bunch of claims through two former supervisory special agents that worked for the FBI for 20 years. One was an attorney, one was a counterintel guy. The claims were walked into the Washington field office, the FBI. Uh, there were multiple okay, hold meetings. It, hold it, full stop, full stop, full stop, full stop. In addition to House Intel, we got Derek on. We're going to bring him back in a moment. Going to House Intel, which is going down their own path. And the reason people should understand, the reason they're going down this path is this is just not conversation in the air. There's enough of a pattern of what's going on, and people are not dumb. They see this advanced technology. All of a sudden, you're seeing it in, in the Chinese military, in the PLA. How did it happen? How did it get there? These guys are not developing. They don't have that type. They don't have the weapons labs we have. They don't have the... They don't have the, uh, the, the, the people in technology that create these ideas. They're great at copying it, but they don't know how to actually uh, conceive of it and bring that conception to an execution point. So it's showing up all over. Derek Harvey and others are smart and saying, how is this happening? How, what, is this, what is this interface between the capital markets in our country and venture capital in the Chinese military? That's why House Intel, House Intel does not kick off an investigation just because they're sitting around on a Monday morning having a hot cup of coffee and say, hey, why don't we do that this week? It doesn't work like that. There's enough out there in pattern recognition to initiate something. That gets initiated. In addition, you see enough as yourself as an investor, right? And you go with a full documentation to the degree that you can do it on an unclassified basis. 
you approach the FBI, correct, with with this collection of information, sir? Yeah, and we, we, we approached them with a couple issues, Steve. We approached them with, listen, there's a bunch of capital market allegations here, which are well documented, which I have, you know, 30 years experience working there. There's also this fundamental problem that one of the participants and alleged co-conspirators in the capital market issues is Neil Shen, who also works for America's preeminent venture firm. And he also has a second job working for the Chinese government. And this isn't even uh, subjective, right? So, and these guys are funding companies in critical and sensitive areas. Like, how did this happen? So there was a, na- so in these interviews, nas- in the interviews with the two former agents, there are national security people there, Steve. It wasn't just the FBI field agents in the Washington field office. So there's a second issue. And then there's this third issue, which is like, how come the Securities Exchange and these organizations that are supposed to be protecting the American people aren't doing anything? So when I eventually met with the FBI, one of the conversations was, what's the SEC doing? Right? So you have bodies in the government that know there are crimes happening related to Chinese executives that are supposed to protect the American people and supposed to protect the integrity of our republic, who knowingly and purposely aren't doing their jobs. Uh, so walk me through real quick. I've got about a minute here. I'll hold you through the break. Derek Carver is going to rejoin us. When you approach these guys in the Washington field office, these two senior guys, they took all the information that you had collected? They took all the information, they gave it to the FBI and the Washington field office, and here's news for your show, okay? In the Durham hearing, the FBI has said that they will never have another crossfire hurricane issue because they're going to let the investigations be run in the field offices. Well, these claims were immediately transferred to Department of Justice, seventh floor, main justice, contradicting the representation that the FBI has been making to the Judiciary Committee. So here are political donors uh, employing a firm. In 2021, this change was supposed to be enacted in 2019. In 2021, are doing the exact opposite. They're taking a politically sensitive case, and they're running it over to the seventh floor. Hang hang on for one second. We're taking a short commercial break. We're returning to Brian Costello who's been on the trail of uh, Sequoia for quite a while. And, of course, Colonel Derek Harvey from House Intel worked in the National Security Council under President Trump in his first term and also a legendary figure in the United States Army. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. 
And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit is due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. So, Colonel Harvey, given that's everything that's happened and transpired over the last week with uh, with uh, the Durham hearing, 
uh, with the whistleblowers coming out at the uh, at um, the IRS about Hunter Biden. And by the way, Garrett Ziegler had to bounce. We're going to have Garrett back on the show tomorrow morning. Uh, with everything Garrett Ziegler has now brought forward with the laptop from hell in a, in a formal kind of systematic way. Peter Schweitz was on the show referring to the to Garrett Ziegler's work on the laptop about the phone numbers and, and Biden having a secret phone number that they haven't even um, that the committee has not even subpoenaed yet, which is mind boggling to me. You've got now the Chinese Communist Party in your face uh, in, in, in Cuba. Uh, you've got this uh, report going back to Costello in a minute of all this activity. And Neil Shen, people should understand, Neil Shen is not a grundoon. He is probably, I would say, the most prominent venture capitalist in the United States. I think he went to Yale. He's on every different board. He's on the board at Yale. He's on the. He's everywhere. This is a prominent guy. And now we find out through your guy's investigation and for it, it's out there publicly. He's an advisor to the Politburo. And the CCP is basically a Chinese Communist Party official and it makes no bones about it when he's on their state TV talking in Mandarin. So what, what are what are people to make when they hear that Mike Turner in the in the House Intel Committee won't even pursue the investigation you have? And, and you see the money going back and forth. What are hardworking Americans that ring doorbells, give 50 bucks, you know, walk precincts? show up at conferences. What are they to think of what's going on? Is this game totally rigged? Is this Chinese Communist Party just got money everywhere and we should just give up on this, that we are, are clearly not in managed decline, but a free fall and a total tributary state, Colonel Derek Harvey? The Chinese have successfully penetrated our government, the SEC, FBI, DOJ, and the Biden White House. The protectorate around President Biden are people like Lisa Monaco, the Deputy Attorney General, who is actually the the coordinator and the consigliere for a lot of this cover-up activity. And the cover-up is massive, and it goes beyond just you know the Biden investigation here. Looking at Hunter, the the issues expand into the SEC. They expand into the FDA, drugs, the the, the issues with COVID. NIH, etc. There's a massive cover-up underway. The unfortunate, and, and it's a dereliction of duty, but it's it's purposeful. And there's a uniparty elite; they've been co-opted or they're coerced. Now the FBI will come out and they will, you know, put a trophy out there and say, "Look at we got this professor at a university that, you know, was bringing some information back, and when he's flying back home to China." And we've, we have arrested him and charged him with espionage. But they're not going after the big fish, even though the documentation is there. They know, they have the information, they have the intelligence, they have the IRS information, they have the, the treasury information, they have got security as exchange information, plus from their own investigative efforts. What Brian Costello provided was an A to Z outline with documentation of at least seven areas of criminal activity as he outlined. Our concern at the House Intelligence Committee was, you know, what is going on? It's not just the small fish stuff that the FBI was looking at. We were getting reports, I was getting reports from frustrated FBI agents saying that higher ups in DOJ were 
shutting down and not allowing them to pursue things similar to what the IRS agent has talked about with the Hunter Biden issues. Question is why? And we wanted to understand that and we wanted to understand hold how it, China hold was it. leveraging its influence. Whoa, 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 hang on a second, hang on a second. Costello, I want you to go through the seven, just read the seven areas of criminal activity that you turned over enough documentation to the FBI that experienced field agents said, wow, just walk me through that. And Derek, I'm going to come right back to you and what you just told, because that to me is a blockbuster. Costello, walk me through the seven areas of criminal activity. Violations of the Securities Exchange Act of 1933 and 1934. So securities fraud. We laid out potential allegations of uh, corporate espionage uh, related to uh, if America's preeminent venture firm was giving access on information to its portfolio of companies to uh, a member of the Chinese government, and he didn't work for them, uh, there, there, there's a significant problem there. There was uh, uh, enterprise RICO claims because these were people working, there were multiple parties working together and there were multiple predicate crimes. Uh, and and that, that does something, Steve, which is really important. It extends the statute of limitations, especially on the securities fraud side, when you look at an enterprise. Uh, there were issues related to FARA uh, 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 in terms of well, the partners at Sequoia are writing checks. Hang on. For, 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 for our, under, uh, our audience to understand, this is a Foreign Agent Registration Act. That people were here working as foreign agents for a government and, and did not make that yeah. public, correct? And so you, were, it, you were accusing the yes. Sequoia partners of that? If Shen's a member okay, of the Chinese going. government, he, he's not the actual agent. Yep. He's a member of the Chinese government. So the people lobbying government on his behalf are actually, you know, right. need to be registered, right? Uh, okay. Uh, there were potential violations, we believe, and allegations and claims that this would get into Foreign Corrupt Practices Act stuff. You know, one of the Sequoia portfolio mm -hmm. companies, you know, and Sequoia has a prominent member of the Chinese government on the board, and we've talked about this. We don't believe FTX, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, was just cold calling, you know, officials trying to get a billion yes. dollars out of China. Uh, uh, there were also yep. all the associated claims that go with this stuff, right? Wire fraud. Uh, mail fraud, all this, all and money laundering. Yeah, substance. wire money. fraud and money laundering. Okay, so that that's that's seven criminal areas, significant crimes that you gave the FBI information on. Yeah, and and, and I'll also lay uh, something build on. Let yeah, me build on something Derek talked about. So Derek talked about Lisa yeah. Monaco. So we already know Lisa Monaco's fingerprints are on the Trump raid, right? Um, Lisa Monaco was doing the review. Biden and DOJ had handed the review of. TikTok over to the DOJ, and it was being run by Lisa Monaco and Adam Hickey. So in September 2022, I sent a letter to Lisa Monaco, Adam Hickey, and a bunch of people in the white collar criminal division at DOJ saying, hey, I want you to be aware. I've been interviewed by the FBI. There was a House Intel investigation open. There's a bunch of documentation scanned into your system, and the principles behind ByteDance you are sitting on claims again. And you know what happened, Steve? The DOJ took the ByteDance TikTok review and they transferred it over to Cifius so that they didn't have to have their fingerprints on it. Give me that one more time so the audience understands that. Just hit just that. So walk me through that one more time. Department of Justice 
Yeah. They knew about these yep. claims. They knew the claims that the Washington field office of the FBI took them seriously enough to go against protocol that they had laid out in Crossfire Hurricane, which Lisa Monaco was also involved in, to transfer to DOJ. Okay. So that means they believe there are crimes there. They interviewed me. There were multiple meetings with former FBI agents about these claims. Then when it was put across Lisa Monaco's desk, uh, her handling of the review of ByteDance and TikTok got moved off her plate. So there would be plausible plausible deniability. 100%. Okay, hang hang over one second. Put a pin in that. Derek Harvey, given the information Brian Scassello had put together, and gone to the FBI, but also because these things are, Costello did a good job of compiling it, but it's not that these things aren't unknown at the working levels in these different agencies. You initiate, and I said, this is not, Derek Harvey's got plenty to do, and Devin Nunez. Derek Carvey just doesn't come in on a Monday morning and say, let's have a cup of coffee, uh, let's fill up our work week, let's go investigate the leading venture capitalist in the country, Neil Shen, in the leading in the gold standard, the Goldman Sachs of venture capital, Sequoia Capital, uh, for being basically an apparatus of the Chinese Communist Party. People, FBI agents and others had continued to come to you. Is that correct, sir? To say, we have these problems, we have these issues, sir. Yes, we were doing a, a, a scan of all the information available and trying to figure out what was really going on. And we had issues being brought to us from FBI agents saying, we're going after the small fish, but we're not doing anything about what's right there, right in front of us, and that is Sequoia Capital. And as I talked to people at the Congressional Research Service and then expanded the net and started talking to people that are involved in the financial markets. It's an open secret what Sequoia Capital was doing and the relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. In the intersection there where Sequoia Capital was actually the starship Okay, um, for the Chinese effort to access our R&D, what's going on in all our startup industries across the high tech R&D area in Silicon Valley and elsewhere. And then they would mine it. They go through viewing rooms because if you're going to invest in the company, you can go into a basically they call it a viewing room to understand what is going on, where they're headed to see if you want to invest significant capital. When Sequoia Capital invests, they go in and they try to put people on the management team as well as on the board. So they have extra uh, insight into what's going on. And that continues to feed the monster, which then, in our view, you know, translates back because Neil Shen is the linchpin between the two. And they see in the, this stuff go, comes back to China. They invest in China in like industries, in the same industries. Sometimes they buy the companies. Sometimes they just stay invested in them. And then they open the door and they try to encourage American investors, American corporations to invest in those same types of ideas in China to fund their state-of-the-art R&D. And that's where you wind up with 19 of 23 areas of military research, the leading and most important areas being led now by China. America's R&D and America financing is behind it. Now, I would also say, Steve, the problem here is not just the FBI and the Securities Exchange Commission under Gensler have tried to cover these types of things up. 
or they come up with a settlement and it, you know, off, you know, that is a minor fine for some of the securities violations and, but they've made billions of dollars in the process. We don't see from the Hill even today, you know, and I commend Garrett Ziegler and the Marco Polo project because it's a treasure trove of information and leads. If you had the right organization, the right staffing, the right types of aggressive investigators doing the, getting the documents, getting the depositions and doing the subpoenas. The IRS records, the, SAR, the treasury reports, getting the WhatsApp data, subpoenaing or doing national security requir- requests okay. of you, AT&T hang, hang on, hang on. Now, just to now get the phone now, records. Now you've got, hang, hang, hang on. Now you've gotten to the heart of why we're doing this hour. We have a military base that is more lethal than what the Russians tried to do in 1962, being built uh, 70, 80, 90 miles from Miami right now. And you just saw Tony Blinken. We're not going to do anything about it. You've got corruption and, and money changing hands at every place. I've got Costello that literally has something you could take and start a massive investigation in and of itself that's bouncing around the executive branch of the government. And then we had Garrett Ziegler on this morning and to find out, you know, Peter Schweitzer, who, who, you know, I was head of the government accountability for years with Peter when he first did it up and saw the great work he's doing. But he's he's actually tapping into a lot of stuff Garrett's done. Garrett's got the phone, got the number. They have not subpoenaed. I want this audience to embrace this. They have not subpoenaed the number or the phone records for Biden's private phone line, which now we broke the laptop from hell back before the 2020 election. This is 2023. We've been in charge. Comer and these guys have been in charge. I understand there's pressure to time for They don't have the right staffs. They don't have the right people. You know, Brian Costello is not with them. Uh, Peter Schweitzer's not with them. Garrett Ziegler's not with them. You have massive information that's been collated, curated, and organized by very smart, tough people that understand this, that they know is true because it's already gotten traction inside the executive branch who's spending their time trying to bury it. Why is are the House, why is Mike Turner not all over this investigation House Intel? And quite frankly, why are Comer and Jordan and these people, where are the staffs, where are the killers? Where are the lawyers? Where are the subpoenas? Derek Harvey. It all goes back to the speaker. The speaker decides on the apportionment of resources. If they wanted a January 6th style committee or Frank Church committee that was there after Watergate, they would have 150 more people. They would have brought in think tank people and put them on contract. They would have hired Brian Costello. They would have hired Garrett Ziegler. That's what the Democrats do. We don't do that. The reason is our leadership, in my view, is co-opted or they have something on them. Plain and simple. What do you mean by that? That's what, what you mean I as think, far as either money or other aspects? Yes. Speaker McCarthy had to have been in the approval of shutting down these investigations. He put Mike Turner in charge. Mike Turner, and if you look at the balance of the people, and the, here's what the balance of the people on, on the House Intel Committee now that it's expanded by you know, almost seven or eight more members, those that are there, the term that I heard on the Hill from others is those are, turn, those are Speaker McCarthy's Praetorian Guard. They're his protectors. 
Wow. You mean people he hand-selected to be on the uh, House yes. Intel? Yeah. Why would Speaker McCarthy, why would McCarthy need protection, sir? Well, he's been taking a lot of money from Sequoia, and that money started to pour in about the same time as our investigation. I don't know the backside of this, and that needs to be looked at. Is Mike Turner someone that you would naturally turn naturally turn to to run an intelligence committee? Does he have military service? Has he served overseas? Does he have a long history in the I don't know defense industry? Does he bring any expertise whatsoever to the complex he issues brings, of intelligence? He brings no unique skills, no unique analytical insights, no history of being you know a a a student of the intelligence community or one that has expressed an interest in conducting oversight to make sure that the 16 intelligence agencies and the director of national intelligence office maintains stays within the the, the boundaries of their authorities okay he does not have that inclination he's a europhile he desires to be liked he's a boehner republican and very much against the America First agenda. That's who he chose. Um, we'll get more into Mike Turner as this week progresses. I want to go to Brian Cassell. We've got a couple of minutes. Brian, is the information you had and presented to the FBI, if presented to these committees today, particularly the Oversight Committee, do you believe there's enough there for oversight to start an investigation of Sequoia Capital and its involvement with politicians, not just in the executive branch, but in the House itself, sir? Yeah, I do. I mean, someone exactly what Derek laid out, someone's going to have to step away from uh, Speaker McCarthy and his biggest donor. Uh, but yes, there is direct contradiction of what the FBI and DOJ have said they've put in place for protocol to prevent the next crossfire hurricane, that the investigations will be led at the field office. I had two FBI agents with 20 plus years of experience say this is the fastest they've ever seen a case transferred to main justice. Usually the FBI gets meat on the bone, drills into the claims, and then brings it there to prosecute. They had FBI, DOJ main justice, not even the FBI, take the lead on the investigation. So the two agents that interviewed me eventually in February 2022. Two, one of them was the liaison from the FBI to the DOJ main justice. So certainly Jordan at Judiciary, uh, Comer has potentially uh, the administration covering up crimes for one of its biggest political donors uh, related to China. This is, this is the game, Steve. What's Real happening quick. here? Go ahead. Yeah. They need, they, no, they need, they, they need, a, the, don they need the donors' Chinese I'm, money to stay in power. That's the problem. But this, this this real quickly, I've got about a minute. I got about 30 seconds of you. When you say that they're his biggest donors, be specific. What do you mean they're his biggest donor? Well, so Michael Moritz from Sequoia was one of Biden's biggest donors in uh 2020 uh 2022. No, right? but you said you 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 or said McCarthy, you said McCarthy. McCarthy you said so McCarthy. McCarthy and his wife have been making substantial donations to McCarthy that started right around the same time of this investigation. In addition, okay. their portfolio company CEOs, like Ken Griffin from Citadel, who's also just supporting DeSantis, are making big donations to McCarthy. Okay, 
real quickly, we're running out of time. Uh, where's social media? Where do you go? We'll have you back on later in the week. Where do they go to get you, Costello? Uh, uh, Twitter, BP Costello. Fabulous. Uh, Derek Harvey, where do people get to you, Colonel Harvey? DerekHarvey.org, uh, my webpage, and then Colonel D. Harvey at Twitter. Explosive. Thank you, guys. Uh, I would double-check your security. Let me say I know Costello and uh, Derek Harvey well. They're not. They're, they're in very good spirits. They're thing. They're not suicidal. Dangerous territory. We're going to see you back here live tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. We're going to pursue this further. The sellout of the United States of America to the Chinese Communist Party live tomorrow morning at ten. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.